Oh, thank yeah, thanks, uh, Mr. Ghostface. Uh, hi, I'm one of the two hosts. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm Mike. Uh, looking forward to talking all things horror. A little little freaked out, but yeah. Uh, and I'm joined as usual by my my usual co-host. Hello. Uh, and that's DK. Uh, and we're joined by two very special guests. Uh, Fred. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Fred. Awesome. Uh, and Tori. <laughs> hey, it's Purgatory. <laughs> Purgatory and Fred Krueger. Let's go. <laughs> and and I am Michael Myers. <laughs> yes, we're, we're uh, having fun with all things horror. Uh, in case you hadn't realised by now, I think we've made it pretty clear. So this is one of our regular top ten episodes. Uh, but as it is the spooky season, uh, we're going to do top ten horror movies, but with a twist uh, because we discussed it amongst ourselves and realised that. There's far too many horror movies. It's very broad of a category. So we've struggled to do a top 10. So what we're going to do is all four of us have agreed to come up with a top 20. Uh, we're just going to rattle off our number 20 to 11 fairly quickly, but they will get scored in terms of points towards the final top 10. Then it'll be a regular top 10 episode after that, as you may be used to if you've watched our Marvel or DC uh, sort of top 10 episodes. And yeah, um, beyond that, I just think it's a question of uh, personal preference and choices. I will quickly go over the rules and things. Uh, there weren't really any, <laughs> effectively. I believe uh, I believe DK conveyed that the only rule I think I had was that it's the films have to have had a cinema release somewhere. It doesn't matter where and it doesn't matter how long. So, um, but if you have any director video or anything, if it hasn't been conveyed, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. Oh, okay, just, yeah. I was like, know. oh, that that nobody told me that. <laughs> that's fine. That's, see, that's no problem at all. I think I think maybe one or two are minor straight to video. I couldn't say. That's fair enough. Well, all right, <laughs> no problem. Um, it's a it's, yeah, it's horror, so a lot of it would have been like that. So, uh, as I say, I left it up to the individual to decide what they wanted to include in the list, their list, in terms of what they class as horror and things, because. Uh, when I was looking through sort of top 100 horror lists through the internet, some people I know class like Jaws and Jurassic Park and The Terminator as horror movies. And all three of those would be in my top movies of all time, but I just personally didn't want to count them as horror um, because I just think they're, they're other, they either fall into other genres better or they're just not, for me, sort of scary or, you know, a high-rated certificate enough or whatever. But that's entirely up to the individual if you decide that you want them in your list fine no problem at all i just didn't pop them into mine uh, and as i said in lieu of honorable mentions we're just going to give our numbers 22 11 but i do have two very quick honorable mentions that i wanted to mention before that um but Ooh, does anybody else have anything bitch. <laughs> well there are reasons <laughs> did anybody else have anything that didn't quite make the list that they wanted to quickly shout out not that i can think of right now um I did. Mike. okay tori go for it um, I drink your blood from 1970. I watched it for the first time earlier this year, and I think it was like a Grindhouse release, but it was like one of the best like infection horror movies I've ever seen. Oh wow! Mm. I've never really heard of it. I, don't I think, think I've but... seen that one. Is that the one where they uh something to do with? I don't want to give it away. So it has something to do with uh, homemade pies. Yeah, like meat pies. Yeah, meat pies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've seen that one. <laughs> I'm getting like, my letterbox app open. Play. Everything's going on a watch list here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And if you're uh, listening along as an audience member, it might be worth doing the same. Take a note because, yeah, you never know. You might discover something completely new that you have uh, that you are intrigued by. So, And that's part of the fun, isn't it, when we do these lists? So, awesome. Um, 
yeah so was that it tori you just wanted to shout that one out yep that's the one that like i couldn't figure out where exactly to put it so i was like that's fair enough well the, <laughs> the reason the, the reason that i have two things that didn't make my list is because as i said i went by the sort of cinematic release and have to be movies type rule so the first thing i want to shout out which wouldn't count is it's technically a tv special uh, and it is something called ghost watch uh <laughs> from when i was Ooh. i think 10 years old um dk you are you familiar with that <laughs> i am yeah um for our american friends it's really weird to kind of describe because it predates any sort of postmodern Blair Witch type thing. And essentially it was a kind of, it was marketed as if it was like an investigative, um, we're going to examine if ghosts are really real on this BBC One, you know, three hour documentary slash, uh, you know, there's presenters in the um, studio and there's people out doing roving reporting and stuff. But what they didn't really tell anybody or put in very small print was that it is scripted. Uh, so <laughs> if you were watching as I was as a 10 year old expecting it to be like, well, ghosts aren't real. So it's going to be something like, you know, the most haunted type things and stuff that started to appear then. And in actuality, it scared the crap out of me because it traumatized it an entire generation. Because <laughs> it was scripted that this ghost pipes was haunting this family. And it was such an effective sort of it started off as just your average you know, rubbish BBC documentary thing and gradually got worse and worse. There were subliminal images of the ghost. And by the very end of the special, they basically acted like the the likes of Michael Parkinson, the TV presenter, and Sarah Green, uh, who the British uh, listeners will know, were kind of possessed by this ghost and roaming through the studio and stuff. And yeah, pretty terrifying for uh, for uh, younger viewers. But as I said, the reason it didn't make my list was because technically it only ever read on TV and it wasn't a movie. But... It is uh, due out on a special Blu-ray release uh, in a few days, I think, on, uh, well, Halloween this year. So I personally have it on pre-order. I think it's Focus Features. I'm not sure. Um, I have it on pre-order, yeah. too, actually. <laughs> oh, have you? Have, it's, it's, on my, it's on my list between 20 through 11. I love that movie. Oh, okay. Awesome. Oh, You've I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. It's great. Oh, wow. I wasn't it's such a, it's such oh. a, it, it was so just a creative for its time. And I look, I found that out that it just scared the hell out of like an entire generation of people. I didn't realize that when I found out yeah. all those little factoids, I was like, what? That's, that's like almost an updated version of like War of the Worlds kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. They did. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like what World Awards did with the radio stuff. Like, I feel like Ghostwatch exactly did that. You explained it very well. It's such a kick ass movie, dude. And I don't know, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm not familiar with British TV or newscasters. So when I watched it, it didn't really affect me like as hard as it would as people like you, you know, grew up there and you know who Sarah Green was yeah. and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was the effective TV thing, yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the thing. They didn't use actors or anything. They That's why they kind mm -hmm. of fooled people because they claimed it was always marketed as part of this season, but I swear it wasn't. Of like fictional things, but because it was, I, said, I think it was a spoof. Sorry to cut you out. I think it was a spoof on a show like called Crime Watch or something like that. Yes, yes, yes ex yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, using like actual sort of television hosts, uh, and yeah, instead of like actors or anything, and yeah, terrifying. Anyway, I'll move us on from that. But uh, do uh, if you're interested, as I say, do look up the Blu-ray. And clearly, we have at least two other fans in here. Yeah, definitely so, yeah. on my watch list now. If you can find it, it's definitely worth a look. But it's it's long and it uh, it it does the kind of slow, tense build up, so it doesn't start out like immediate, you know, horror. If you know what I mean, it starts out very like this is just yeah. a nineteen ninety BBC, you know, roving documentary, and gradually ramps it up to the end. So yeah, it works though. Um, 
my other honourable mention uh, was just another thing that didn't actually get a cinema release, so I didn't make it into my personal list. Uh, but I've mentioned this to DK before, uh, and it was a movie that was a Shudder exclusive. Uh, so it's available on streaming if you happen to have Shudder or get a sort of free subscription for seven days, whatever the free trial is. Uh, and it's a movie just called Host, which came out in 2020. Uh, it was at the oh, height of... One. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. Ah, oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad that's not just me. Um, but yeah, it was it was made at the height of the sort of COVID lockdown and everything uh, in 2020. And it's very imaginative because it basically takes place almost entirely on a Zoom call. Uh, where, you know, that's how we were all communicating and stuff back then. And it's just under an hour, so it's not that long. It's made on a budget that would make a shoestring laugh and point for being poor. But it is it is so effective with what it does, and it is the scariest movie, potentially, that I have ever seen. And I was thrilled to discover, as DK knows, that you can actually buy it on Blu-ray for $9.99 on uh, Amazon and such, because I thought with it being a streaming exclusive, there was no way that you'd be able to, but you can and it actually has some really good special features to make up for the fact that it's a relatively short movie. So, again, look for the movie Host from 2020, and it's just incredible. So, <laughs> yeah, I love I love that one. Bro. Sorry, what was that, Tori? It actually scared me a little. It bit. It scared me seriously. Yeah, I what, seen it. I saw it in the morning, like when it first came out, and I remember just oh. having like anxiety. I was like, "What the hell? This the hell movie is this?" <laughs> I watched it. Dark. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> I think I watched it like eight o'clock in the evening, but it was still like I wasn't expecting much from it. And then what they achieve with the budget in terms of yeah, special effects and attention. Oh, it's just incredible. Just fantastic filmmaking. So if you haven't this, seen it, which again, three out of four of us have. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I got one of my like I always say this and I learned this phrase from that movie. I always say happy spookies because I learned they say it in that movie in that movie. And I, <laughs> since 20 since that movie came out, I've always just took that phrase. I'm like, I always just say it now, like happy spookies. Happy I didn't realize it was from that. Yeah, then when they're all doing the cheers, they're like all cheering on. They're like, they're like, what are we gonna cheers to? And then Emma's like, "Happy Spookies," and everybody's like, "Happy Spookies." Okay, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. where I got that. That's where I got that from. Awesome, DK. It's gonna have to go on your watch list now, but <laughs> it's already it's already there, mate. I've done it while you were talking. <laughs> 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 awesome fair enough um well yeah just to sort of i, I presume there's no more sort of uh honorable mentions we're just going to get into the lists yeah yeah let's go cool cool uh, well just to fill the audience in again please don't glaze over this is just explanation for you in terms of how i come up with the final top 10 list it will still be a top 10 uh, but as we're doing top 20s personally uh, all of the movies that get picked will be allocated a score depending on where they are in each person's list. So a movie that gets named as somebody's number 20 would get one point, number 19 would get two, right the way up to their number one movie, which would get 20 points. And then at the end of it, I uh, vamp for a little bit while I add up as many numbers as I can and try to come up with an actual final top 10 list based on all four of our lists and hope that there's enough uh, in common that we come up with that and it's not all just completely different movies. But uh, yeah, so... Without any further ado, then, as I said, um, if we just go through 22, 11, one at a time, and uh, why don't we start with uh, with you, Tori, because uh, we'll start with our guests. And did you want to tell us what your 22, 11 are uh, with appropriate stops so that I can write down which scores? They get? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I just pause as I go? Yes, please. Yeah. Or just if you want to just give like a sentence or two explanation as to why it's uh, it's in your top 20 or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, starting with 20, I have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 1986. Wow, okay. And That's... I just, I love the mixture of comedy and horror in that, and Bill Mosley is just phenomenal. 
Yeah, awesome. Is that the one with uh, Dennis Hopper in, yeah? It is, yeah. Or am I? I was going to say, because I'm... <laughs> or is that the third <laughs> one? Oh, no, that's that's Dennis Hopper. Then the third one has, like, Rene Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey in it randomly. Doesn't... <laughs> I haven't oh, yeah, seen that. Four. Oh, is that four? I just know yeah. that's the weirdest, uh, the weirdest the next franchise. generation. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Actually, I don't know why, but I love that movie. Well, everybody has things they love. It's no judgment here, put it that way. So definitely. Um, so what was your, yeah, if you want to carry on, what was your number 19? Battle Royale 2001, which is a Japanese Ooh. horror. Oh, I know Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Good movie. Yeah, I was just I know DK blown away that. by it. <laughs> awesome. So I that, saw that on bootleg the first time. <laughs> me too. Yeah, at a friend's oh, house. They just busted it out. And I was like, so we were smoking. And I was like, what is this? It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, it's definitely hardcore. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah. And, if the uh, audience aren't aware, think the Hunger Games, but like ramped up to a million <laughs> with with eighth graders. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys well. ever read the manga? No, I did not. No, I read the novel oh that God. came out before the movie. If you read the manga, it turns the gore up to about twelve. Cool. Uh, yeah, cool. well, I've got one point for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, two for Battle Royale, so Yay. Uh, carry on. Evil Dead 2, 1987. Oh, you might be hearing about that later from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, it's weird because it seems like it's like kind of like a remake, but not of the original. But I love, oh, like, yeah. again, the mixture of like comedy and horror. And I, I just, I don't know, I love like, you know, the black blood and just the way like the gore looks and it's just amazing yeah sam raimi again was just such a good filmmaker in terms of uh doing very little with all with uh, no budget or doing a lot sorry with very little money i should say and uh yeah stretching that budget <laughs> so, awesome uh so that's three points for evil dead 2 17 sleepaway camp 1983 oh i've never seen that oh it's Me so good I, I highly recommend it oh wow yeah, yeah that's a good one guys so why should we watch sleepaway camp quickly then <laughs> It's different, let's just say that. Um, and it's got a hell of a twist. I don't want to say too much to okay. um to spoil it, but it's okay. um it's not gory, but it's probably one of my favorite slasher films of the 80s. And you like when you get to the twist, I'm just gonna say without spoiling it, you won't see it coming. Nice, I like to hear that. Awesome, cool. Well, that gets four points, so that's cool. <laughs> Sweet. And uh child's play 1988. Oh wow! Good one. I know, I know, Child's Play pretty well. Uh, guessing you don't mean the abysmal uh, Mark Hamill robot remake from a couple. Of years. I have never seen that. Like, what? <laughs> I like the remake. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I feel attacked. That's I feel fine. Attacked. That's fine. I, I, I joke, but that's absolutely. I know, my I brother know likes do. it. I'm though. totally just messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brother liked that one as well. It was just such a weird choice for me that it replaced like demonic possession with it's like a rogue AI Terminator style. I was like, I guess oh, this is a weird choice, but okay. Sweet. I heard um, about that and I was like, that's kind of weird because I'm just used to it being a possessed doll. It's yeah. like but like yeah. I'll I'll like give it a try eventually. I'll give you this Aubrey Plaza is great in it, as she always is. Uh, oh, but playing a mom, it. which is just yeah, she's surely not old enough to be a mother. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her parts in wreck though. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Uh so yeah, any any particular reason for child's play or just the obvious? <laughs> Just the obvious, you know, I love Chucky. What's ironic, actually, is I actually watched Bride of Chucky before I, 
I've watched any of the Chucky movies, so I was like kind of confused. But when I, I watched, well. <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "Why does he have stitches?" There, and then like I watched Child's Play, nineteen eighty-eight, and I was like, "Okay, this makes sense." I did the same thing. I watched. But, I watched Bride of Chucky, then Seed of Chucky, then went back and watched Child's Play. Oh, wow. oh, <laughs> That was a trip. Yeah. Confusing. <laughs> My fiance gets on me so all ridiculous. the time for doing shit like that. Yeah. Uh, well, we saw them all. <laughs> awesome. Um, right. So, which number are we at then? One, two, three. 15, we I believe. Five right. Points. Five points for child's play. So, yeah. And... Number 15, indeed. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but Halloween kills. <laughs> I love it, and I'm really glad it's on somebody's list. Thank you. Right on, man. I it's flipping just... love that movie. It is literally, I when it came out, I think I was the only person that praised it. All of my friends said I was crazy. I made a list of ranking all the Halloween films, and it was like third. Uh, That's where it is on mine, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Behind Halloween 78 and the original Halloween 2, in my case. I, just, I love how they brought in all the original characters. Yeah. It was oh, just like goodness. complete nostalgia for me. I was like, because Halloween was Thank one you. of the first horror movies I ever saw. And I was like, oh my God. They, you know, brought back Sheriff Brackett. They, it was just mm. phenomenal. Tommy, everyone. I was just like, it was, sorry, uh, I had to get out a little bit. Definitely. The ending as well that got me, I just remember being absolutely, without spoiling it, I just remember being absolutely shocked and having to like sit and watch the credits for a couple of minutes with just pure like, what just happened <laughs> at the very end of that movie? So it they actually had an well. alternate ending too. Yeah, I've, I've seen it listed on the Blu-ray, but I've never got around to watching it yet. It's better, <laughs> I, I think. Really? Oh, I don't oh. know. I love the ending that's there. So maybe uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm talking over you. Uh, what was your number fourteen then? Carrying on. Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, 1984. Oh, now remind me which one is Part Four. <laughs> that is. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, you know what? It's one of my favorite movies. And it's not an. Sorry, That's guys. The one with, uh, with <laughs> Corey Feldman. Yeah, yes. Corey Feldman. The final chapter. I don't know why yeah. I was drawing a blank. I've seen it a million times. They all kind of bleed together for me. The uh, the sequels to Friday. Yeah, that it's just a question of just pick up on one kill and be like, oh yeah, okay, I remember now. <laughs> or is it the one with the sort of guy who takes over for Jason and then doesn't or whatever? <laughs> it starts the Tommy Jarvis saga, actually. Got um, you, got you. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that one's part five, actually, I believe. But I actually really love part five, too. Me, too. That's I the new blood, five. right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A lot well, of people part, hate part five, but I love it. Part five is just so filthy, dude. I don't know. It has, it has such a high body count. <laughs> it is a very, it, watch that movie again, and it is a very, like, just dirty, filthy movie. Like, it I don't is. know how that's just. I don't know, it's just raunchy, hard, hard 80s, drugs in it, tits, like everything you expect, but it's just so ramped up in that. I don't know. It's wow. good. It's one of the highest kill counts, for sure. Yeah, I think it does. Oh, for sure, yeah. Somebody did a video once of like all of the kill counts across the uh, the Jason movies, and it was ridiculous. It was in the hundreds, I think. So. <laughs> it's not on my list, but I just love Jason X as well. So shout out to that movie, which I know is trash, but I just love it anyway. I like, <laughs> it I like Yeah, not I like alone. Jason X. It's fun. Thank you. Uh, DK hasn't seen that either, and I tried to sell him on it by telling him the synopsis and was like, imagine Jason finally getting killed, but then being resurrected by nanobots as a cyborg. Yeah, That's all yeah, you need to know. It's I was so like, ridiculous. oh shit, man, I'm all over that. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. 
<laughs> so good. And then he has to get into a karate fight with the chick from Andromeda. So what's not to love? <laughs> and there's a, uh, there's a Cronenberg freaking cameo at the very beginning. Yeah, of course. There yeah. Is. I always yeah. forget that, yeah. Oh, man, love that movie. Anyway, sorry, Tori. To You're fine. To <laughs> Um, 13 Fright Night, 1985. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I was obsessed with that movie when I was younger. Like, I watched it over and over again. My brother had the DVD, and I just wore it completely out, like, scraps <laughs> all over it. Um, I really like um, the Evil Ed character. I had a big crush on him when I was younger for some reason. I don't know why. That's something to bring up with your therapist, maybe. <laughs> so funny, Brewster. Back now, yeah. Um, but I just love how it like mirrors Hammer Horror, and I'm a big fan mm. of Hammer Horror movies. Yeah. And you can oh, tell good. that you could really tell that um, they took inspiration from Hammer Horror. Mm. For sure. Did you uh, ever see the remake? By the way, the is it David Tennant and Anton Yelchin, etc. Yeah, I actually revisited that for the first time, and like I wasn't a big fan of it. Mm. I don't know if it's as good personally. Yeah, it's one of those things. Remakes rarely are, but okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your next one then? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, the Black Phone 2022 or 2020. Oh, wow, already oh. From, from this year. Yeah. Wow, I think I watched it like 12 times since it came <laughs> out. Wow, I haven't seen it, and it's on one of our audiences' list as well. It's um, a fantastic um, film, man. Yeah, it, oh, is. So it, it is really good. Sell it to I me was, in one sentence, story. <laughs> I was not expecting to love it as much as I did. Like, it was just so engaging and scary as crap. Oh, cool. And it kind of reminds me of like John Wayne Gacy a little bit. I know the character's different, but like, mm. I guess like the overall like you know what he did and everything kind of like reminded me of like John Wayne Gacy. So mm. The trailers didn't really give give me any of those vibes, but it's definitely on my list now. That sounds very interesting. So awesome! Oh um, yeah, it's 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 great. Cool. And uh, finally, for now, uh, what was your number eleven? Then? Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy-eight. Oh, thank you. Even though two thousand and four is fine, but yes, that's also going to be coming up from me later. So. <laughs> I just I love that movie. I don't even care how long it is. It's just so good. It's incredible. I'm, I'm going to talk about it later, so I'm not um, just stepping on you because it's going to come up again, I assure you. <laughs> Yay! Uh, but yeah, I love it as well. Um, absolutely. George Romero, Tom Savini doing the effects. And, and he's, even, he's even in the film, too. And he's yeah. in it, yeah, of course. Of course. And yeah, you've got to love a bit of social satire, but I'll talk about that later. <laughs> awesome. Uh, right, that's cool. So uh, that covers Tories 20 to 11, and I've marked them accordingly for points. Uh, so, um, Fred, did you want to give us your list quickly? Yeah, sure. All right, so we're going down from 20 to 11, correct? That's right, please, yeah. Just double-checking, and okay, so here we go. So my number 20 is actually going to be Halloween H2O, and that's wow, because... That's, that's a good one. And this was actually my first Halloween movie I ever saw as a kid, I saw, and I believe I saw this one in oh. theaters with, with some people. And I didn't really know anything about Michael Myers or anything like that. So, like, when I first watched this movie, I just, everything, because I know they retconned a lot of stuff. They just mm, got rid man. of a lot of the stuff. So I didn't really know anything about that. But when I first saw this movie, I just thought it was fucking so scary and just creepy. And I remember seeing it in theaters, just like, oh, man, this guy's with the white mask and LL Cool J's in this. I was, at the time, I used to listen to a lot of <laughs> hip-hop and stuff. So I was like, heck yeah, dude. 
<laughs> that movie is the 90s in film form as well. Yeah, <laughs> it really it really is. And it's a movie that I can easily just revisit anytime. Like, I have no issues watching Halloween H2O over. Awesome. Sure. I actually Very love dumb. Halloween H2O. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not bad. It's, I mean, it's fun. no offense if anybody's a fan, but it's 10 times better than Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not a, not a big fan of that one. <laughs> yeah, it kind of went off the rails a bit. Didn't it? Yeah, big time. I mean, I, I know I said I know I said the whole thing about hip hop, but I really disliked Resurrection, <laughs> and not because of Buster Rhymes. Don't get me wrong. No, but but just, come on, was... Buster Rhymes again, just deciding <sighs> that he's gonna call out Michael Myers and then do some kung fu fighting on him. <laughs> that part was funny when he was talking crap to Michael Myers. I'll give it that. That was and then, and then Michael just like walks away, like listens to him and just walks away. Like, what is this? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, man. Katie Sackhoff was in that movie and she's thoroughly ashamed of oh, herself yeah, as she right. should be. Uh, what's <laughs> that model, then Tyra Banks, she's in that too. Yeah, it? Tyra Banks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was, that was popping early 2000s or whenever that was. That was popping, dude. Definitely, like, like it does feel a bit like own. that. Like they were kind of like, who's the biggest celebrities we can just shove in this? Without and then they were and they were like integrating like technology with like a like kind of like the computers, yeah. the webcams. People oh, the whole can interact was with them on the chat room. Like <laughs> you could tell that they could tell the people, oh, go upstairs. It was it was cool. It was. I mean, it wasn't cool. It was kind of like. Uh, yeah, you can tell it, it was, was a studio exec that was like, "What's hot right now?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I really meant. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. But no, H2O right. is uh, very, very good, even despite sort of the retcons and stuff of and it beforehand and afterwards. I think it's a, it's a good look. Steve Miner directed this, which I think he directed a couple of the Friday, Friday the 13th movies, too. That kind of figures. That's cool. Well, I've knocked a point down there then for Halloween H2O. What's your, your number 19? All right. This is actually a Shutter movie that came out in 2018 that I recently watched Ooh. called Summer of 84. <gasps> I don't know oh, if you guys seen that, that, but it's just about like these four kids. Four kids that stumble onto a serial killer in their neighborhood. And that's all I really want to say to that. Because it was such a just, in, like, I don't know. It was so phenomenal. Between the, it's set in the 80s. So the music, it has a lot of synthesizer music. The group of friends, you just really connect with them. They're not, they don't all have perfect lives. So you can really connect with some of them. Each one is like, kind of has like a shitty life or something kind of shitty mm -hmm. in their life. And again, you have this whole serial killer aspect. And it's it's a very heartbreaking movie. I'll say that. That's I definitely fair. related to the punk kid. Yeah, his yeah, his family and stuff like that. It's it's great, dude. It definitely work. Recommend this one. Awesome. Oh, it's gone on the list. Yeah, I love yeah. the anything that's kind of not in the eighties but set then because I loved the American Horror Story uh, nineteen eighty four series because I just oh yeah, a sucker for oh that that's a good one. Nostalgic slasher stuff. Technically, it's a TV show, but it's, you know I'm mentioning it because why not? Oh, this is yeah, right so up your alley, dude. You you'll you'll definitely like this. As soon as you mentioned that it was kind of it wasn't made in the eighties, but set then I'm like, right, on yeah, the list. No. You, it's, it's, it's like Stranger Things, but like an R-rated yep. version with uh, like a serial killer aspect. That sounds awesome. Cool, cool. Uh, okay, carry on. Yeah, what was your next one? All right. Um, I don't know how anybody's gonna be feel, feel about this one, but my number eighteen is actually the remake of Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I really, <laughs> really enjoy this one. I'm not, and it's probably up there in my top like five of all of them i need to revisit that one but yes. it's just i don't know this this was 2009 and it just has that sort of like just gore that around that time it had i think michael bay might have even produced this one and it's got so, yeah. it's it just kind of mixes a lot of the different storylines which i kind of enjoyed too i'm a fan of some remakes i don't know there's some i, I hate but this is definitely one that i 
watched the second time recently, and I just had a lot more appreciation for the remake. That's cool. I remember liking that it kind of merged a few sequels into the, the thing as well. Yeah, they have um, aspects of like part four. They have aspects yeah. of part three. They like kind of like the introduction is like parts one and three kind of, and I don't mm. know. It's, it's it's solid in my opinion. It's got great kills and. It's got everything sure. a slasher should have. I don't know. It's, it's just I, updated. I just think of it as Jason versus the CW because the two main stars are, is it Jared Padalecki? Yeah, uh, J- yeah, Jared Padalecki's <laughs> in that one. And Daniel Panabaker from The Flash. <laughs> and then um, what's funny is uh, the remake of My Bloody Valentine has uh, Jensen Eccles. Yeah. Oh, and um, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street has Katie Cassidy as well. Yeah, that's true. And then the remake of House of Wax has Jared Padalecki as well. <laughs> Awesome. Oh man, but yeah, I don't know. The 2009 remake of Friday the 13th for me is just absolutely solid. I definitely give just tell people to give it a chance. So three points. Oh, three. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I've got it. So cool. all right, yeah, so we're gonna move on to number 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Uh, this is actually was on your honorable mention. It's Ghost Watch. Yes, thank yeah, you. I, like everything you said was just perfect. I remember watching this. I didn't watch it as a kid. I watched it within the last like five or so years, and. Um, this is a this is a movie I would actually put under found footage movies, to be honest. Of content, yeah, yeah. Th- this is like a mockumentary, which is like a like offshoot offshoot of found footage. But I remember watching this and just being so engaged in the story. Like you said, the very beginning, it's just like a normal. It's like on Halloween night, they're investig this like news crew is investigating this house that has like a shady past. And as the night goes on, you just find out more stuff about the house, uh, the Mister Pipes dude or whatever. All the stuff, and then at the end, it just gets so chaotic and so insane. Yep. And the fact that people thought this was real, yeah. I was oh, just say, imagine man. watching that at ten years old, yeah. thinking it yeah, was real. That's <laughs> insane, <laughs> to me. Yeah, I, I've tweeted about this movie a few, like a few times, and like some people have told me, like, oh, I saw, I saw this when it aired, and it just scared the hell out of me. Oh, there were full-on complaints and like disgust in mm-hmm. Parliament and stuff about, uh, yeah, yeah, about tricking people as it were. But yeah, so good. I mean, it was score was interesting the day after. <laughs> awesome i'm so glad that it made it over to you guys and that it actually translates to a, a u.s audience because i was a little bit concerned it would be like well i don't know who these people are or what's going on but and i didn't but <laughs> it, that still didn't take me away from how good the movie was you know what i mean and i think sure. i uh i'm pretty sure i got a pre-order of the blu-ray too yeah i definitely have <laughs> it's 25 quid which is relatively expensive but it's it looks worth it. It's got the full on. It was on sale yeah. when I got it. I don't know. It was like twenty bucks really? for me. Oh wow! You look yeah, I, I saw it on sale. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm grabbing that. Awesome, cool. Uh, so, what's your next one? Then? Yeah. Like, All right. So number sixteen um, is actually going to be Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Ah, I watched uh, that yesterday. Yeah, I just I just watched all ten. I just did a video and ranked all ten movies, and then watched a new one. But <laughs> yeah, that first one is just absolutely gold, dude. There's there's nothing like it. There's like nothing before it or after. It's just so, it's just pure no nonsense horror, dude. Like, and it's got this hardcore like family drama element, what I just absolutely love. And the Cenobites are just like second to. You have like all the stuff with like the main going on with the family that's just so hardcore. Yeah. It's iconic. DK knows that I haven't actually seen it, so because it's just, oh really? I'm always I'm always put off as just like it's a little bit too extreme and. Yeah, um, again, yeah, that's, again, I like the, sort of grew up watching the little clips and stuff and thinking, oh, okay, too far, too far. So maybe I will eventually, but yeah, it's still no, a little bit it. fresh, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's it, it's something else, man, especially the very first one. It's very just like hard. I, I wouldn't say it's hardcore, but it just it's just no 
no bullshit horror. Like it's just, Mm. it's got the story about a family and like, you know, just cheating, betrayal, love, stuff like that. I think you got the Cenobites on top of everything else. Awesome. It's on the list. I mean, I was going to watch the remake and then go back, but we had, I think I've seen half of one of the sequels just because it was on YouTube one day and I was enjoying it. So that's cool. They get, they get so random a lot of the movies actually the original scripts weren't even like written for hellraiser movies later on no. they were just random scripts pulled off the shell rewritten to put pinhead in there I, I watched some of those for the first time like a few months ago and i could see that yeah like mm. like like parts like five through like eight or so like inferno and on mm-hmm. up. hell seeker debtor see i like those i think that they, yeah. I, I think they, they get a lot of they, they get a lot of hate and I think they're, they're fairly decent movies, especially I think it was uh, Inferno and Hellseeker. I like those two. Yeah, Inferno probably was my second up until the remake came out. Now, Inferno might be my third, but Inferno was actually decent. It wasn't a bad movie. It's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. I know I know nothing. Even though I've not seen a, a full movie all the way through, I will say that um, Doug Bradley, uh, Pinhead, is from my neck of the woods, and I have met him more than once. So. Oh, oh, wow, that's awesome. Nice one. <laughs> He used to come to our university all the time because he's just a nice guy and he used to just come around for chats and stuff. So I've met yeah. Clive. Awesome. Have you? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never I met have... Clive Parker yet. I, spoke, uh, I think it was not long after Hellraiser 3 came out and I met him straight, weaselly enough, in a, uh, a bookshop in Leeds. And <laughs> I was, I, I looked like a complete fanboy because I was wearing a Hellraiser 3 shirt. <laughs> and he was like i really like your shirt and i thought oh and i was like oh thank you and smiling and inside i'm going just die just die <laughs> he was like i really like your shirt security Get that yeah. <laughs> awesome. there's another one awesome awesome so what's your next one there fred all right so this will be number 15 is a japanese found footage movie called noroi the curse it came out in 2005 I don't know if anybody's familiar with this one. No, Uh, no, but I I surprised because I love J horror. Noroi, the curse. Yeah, the director is uh, this guy named Koji Shiriyashi. I don't know if I said that right, but he is just like, like I don't know if you're familiar with found footage directors, but I would consider him like top tier with Eduardo Sanchez. You know the guy that made Blair Witch. Yeah, but like he's got so many hits under his belt. This guy right here, but this is in my opinion his like what do they call it? like magnum opus or whatever like his mm. his best movie in my opinion but it's all about this paranormal researcher doing a documentary called the curse who ends up his house just one day like burns down and he's his body is never found and all we have are these tapes and we're just going through like what exactly happened it's a little intricate it's a little like kind of confusing to keep up you have to really pay attention but honestly it's one of the most unsettling horror found footage movies i've ever seen just some of the Im- some of the imagery, some of the imagery is just so creepy. There's like a lot of like um, like the sound designs. You hear a lot of like screaming, crying babies, mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. It's very just eerie. Awesome, awesome. Oh, I'm going to be talking about at least one Japanese horror later, <laughs> but, but I will Sweet. mention I think the others that I've seen probably as well. But yeah, I can't believe that that one uh, just. Yeah, it's on Shutter. It should be on Shutter right now if you have it. Awesome. Uh, it's definitely going on the list. 100 love J horror. Uh, right, so what was next on your list anyway? All right, uh, this is actually number 14. is going to be Scream. came out in 1996, dude. Ooh, One of the first, yeah, I remember seeing this in, on VHS. Like, I think we kind of rented or something. And it just freaked me out because it just felt like something so plausible. You know, something completely could happen. Somebody's just going crazy. And then all the movie references, I did not understand until later on. 
because I was a kid. I never watched Halloween, all that stuff. So when I rewatched this as like a like like maybe 18s, 20s or something, it was just it hit so much better. Um, yeah. Well, so what was your next? Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, you're fine. Uh, this is actually 2006 Silent Hill, dude. I absolutely oh, love yes. this movie. Oh, it's, yeah. What? Ready? I love you. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was a bad. I, I, like, I thought you liked it. Actually. <laughs> this again. A lot of these movies I kind of based on either like childhood experiences or movies that I could easily just have no issue rewatching. And Silent Hill 2006 is just so damn good to me. Just I I didn't play the video games, but I saw my my buddy did a whole playthrough for me, so I just watched him do it. So I only knew from the the movie, but just the movie just captivated me so much. It was so eerie. You have like this lady looking for her daughter. They're like driving and they end up crashing. And there's this whole foggy town. You have the sirens, all the, just the, like the imagery of the, the the pyramid head, everything, man. When my friend did a playthrough. He explained a lot of stuff, and I was like, okay, that that does make sense and things. Yeah. Awesome. It had a uh, great music score. Mm. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. It's pretty much ripped from the the games. Oh, really? I've never played the games either. Yeah, they, they've, they've. I don't know how they got away with it copyright wise because they attributed the score to someone else. But the majority of the tracks on that film have just been ripped straight from Akira Yamaoka's score from the games. Oh, that's mm. interesting. Cool. Cool. Uh, okay, so that got eight points. So what was your next one there, Fred? All right, so this is number 12. Now, this one is a found footage movie. I'm not sure if you heard about it. It came out in 2020 called Murder, Death, Koreatown. Uh, and it's it's not. very hard to come by now because I think it was pulled off Amazon. And just I, it became kind of controversial, I guess. But I, it's all about this unemployed dude who ends up um, investigating these murders in his neighborhood. Now this is very exploitive because one, the murders are actual murders. Like, like you could look it up and everything in his city. He was exploiting these murders. He was exploiting bum, uh, like homeless people to like be in his movie that obviously had like mental like issues and stuff. So it's kind of controversial, but it's I it's very like just I don't know how to explain it. Very I guess you would say Lovecraftian in a sense, almost eerie, and it has this guy investigating these murders to the point where he becomes so obsessed and it has to do with this cult and he just dives into like this rabbit hole of fucking like, I'm oh, sorry to curse this That's rabbit. Hole. Okay. <laughs> he dives into this rabbit hole of like just conspiracy and madness. And that's all I, if you ever get a chance to like come across it, I, I recommend it if you're into found footage movies. So what was your, your final one for now? Um, Fred? Oh, okay. Uh, it's going to be John Carpenter's the fog. Oh, and, good uh, choice. Yeah. I just, uh, great ghost movie you could just put on anytime just watch i love the beginning with the ghost story it's the, the cinematography dean cudney did it all it just looks absolutely beautiful adrian barbola tom atkins is in the movie jamie lee curtis just great cast john carpenter does, does a quick cameo i only saw that no, for the Brooks. first time last week really <laughs> yeah, i was just gonna say it. that blown away yeah i love it absolutely love that movie it's definitely a comfort movie for sure mm-hmm that's a weird thing to say about a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, find, I find a lot of comfort in horror movies, yeah. to be honest. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I can't think of it. I'm not saying that. Maybe maybe one or two. I wouldn't say which, because they'll probably be on my list. But yeah, so that was uh, that was interesting, because there's not nothing from mine or Tori's list in your number 20 to 11, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great sign for trying to uh, come up with a top 10 later, but we'll see. Um, awesome. Thanks for that, uh, Fred. Uh, yeah, no problem. That covers that for now. And DK, did you want to go next? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to preface my 2211 by saying this was by far the most difficult and I've had to be brutal. Uh, if not, I guarantee a good quarter of this list will be taken up with John Carpenter movies. Uh, so in order to be fair, I've had to nominate just one for my countdown, but I consider it a watermark alongside which any of his horror movies could stand. So when it does show up, know that they don't just stand for that title alone, but all the uh, the classic Carpenter flicks. Awesome. But uh, even with that in mind, my choices might be a little pedestrian compared to everyone else's here, but I've got to go with movies that mean a lot to me personally. So uh, You haven't heard my list yet. <laughs> <laughs> so for number 20, I'm going to start with 2009's Orphan. Okay. It's a good one. Wow, I just yeah. recently watched that this year. Yeah, Isabel Furman is just amazing in that. And the twist, whoa. I know that um, First I, Kill is doing a number still at the box office as we speak. So, interesting. It's no, I, was, I agree with you. I was completely blown away by Orphan. Like, I think I did a video on it, but I was just, after I watching, I was like, holy. Well, thank you. Yeah. After watching, I was just like, wow, that was, I was, I remember when it came out, just kind of brushing it off. And then I watched I, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I did a similar thing and I just thought, oh, it just looks like a regular run-of-the-mill type slasher thing. And I didn't see it for a few years until after its release. And when I saw it, I was just not expecting what I what I watched. It was amazing. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Um, so what's your next one then, DK? Number okay, 19? next one. It's 2007's Wreck. Ooh. Oh, okay. great one. I'll, I'll, I might disappoint people, but it's probably the only found footage I've got on my list. Starts off reasonably calm. And before you know it, you're deep in oh shit territory. Uh, when my the funny thing is, when my parents first moved out to Barcelona, I filled the I had a PS3. I gave them a PS3 that was full of movies, and they never actually Rec was on it. They never watched it. And when I came over to visit them one day, while they were out of the room, I put it on. So when they came back, they actually thought it was a news report and oh. continued to watch. <gasps> Yeah, they didn't even think to question the accuracy of the uh, the subtitles. <laughs> but when the shit started to hit the fan, you could have cut the atmosphere with a knife in that apartment. I shit you not. <laughs> My dad's oh, still good. sore about that one. That's great, dude. That's a great story right there. So what's your next one? Okay, the next one is 2009's Triangle. Oh, yeah. That. Again, it's another one that I passed that passed me by originally because I just thought, oh, I've seen this kind of thing before. Because from the trailers, it's a very run of the mill. But I watched it, and I, I don't want to give anything away because it's uh, it would spoil it. But again, another killer twist, and you know, by the end of it, you're trying to work it all out in your head, and you just think, oh my god, that is amazing. Cool. I completely. I'm agree sure with somebody you. recommended this to me once and said it was a it was had a like a mind blowing twist or something. But that's yes. funny. My girlfriend showed me this movie and I I thought it was great. Oh, nice one. <laughs> I've never awesome. seen it. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. So what's it vaguely about? Just quickly, DK. Then. Uh, basically, it's Melissa George, uh, her and a few friends. They, uh, they they go out on a yacht. It's uh, it's overturned by uh, a storm, and a ship comes alongside. And in order to uh, to get rescued, they they get aboard this cruise liner, and things start turning weird from it that from that point onwards. But gotcha. but even then, it's I'm not going to go into it. But just just watch it, Mark. It's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, cool, cool. It's That's fine. very trippy. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what was your next one then, uh, DK? Right. Uh, the next one is 1977's Eraserhead. 
David Lynch. David Lynch's? Yeah. Oh man. I could I couldn't let you know I couldn't let this go, Mike. We are putting a Lynch film on here. You know, you know what I think of the guy. <laughs> I'm surprised it was that particular one, but yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't <laughs> gonna be that one. But I like this one simply because it's the closest I've ever seen in movie form to what my dreams can be like. It's so surreal. It's so out there, and everybody just takes it as the norm. It's got a very okay. oppressive atmosphere. Hmm. Yeah, dude. I've seen that movie once, and it's still stuck stuck with me. I'm like, oh, man, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. I that watched kid. it for a while. Hmm. Not one of my favorite Lynch's, but I prefer his non well, I suppose Blue Velvet is basically horror, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, is so, Mulholland and... Drive horror? Mulholland, I, see, this is the problem I had. I, I wanted to put that on this list, but I, I asked several people, and everyone I asked said, no, it's more of a thriller, less of a horror. No. And it killed me because I really wanted to put that on this list, but yeah. Razorhead takes its place. Mulholland That's why Drive I wasn't super great. strict, yeah. I mean, um, Mulholland I Drive having... is... Yeah, it's probably my my favorite all time movie, Mohan and Drive. I love that shit. Wow, yeah, no, that's awesome. You should have put it on if you, if you'd liked it, because like I said, I didn't want to be super strict because I had a full on like almost an entire night's long argument with a friend of mine who swore to me that Silence of the Lambs wasn't a horror movie, and I'm like, dude, come on, yeah, <laughs> a guy oh, like I, I consider that a horror movie for sure. <laughs> so no, it's a, it's a, like a detective thriller. I was like, oh come on, you're splitting hairs now. <laughs> <You> know, but... <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so Eraser Head is the Lynch movie that's making your list, I presume then. It is, yes. Cool. And what's next? Right, number sixteen, it's following on from Fred's earlier. This one is Hellbound, Hellraiser Two. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. This is this is the first one I saw actually. I think I think the first one you saw you see of any franchise, it kind of sticks with you. Yeah. And I, and I like the fact that it took the world from the first one and expanded it. You know, showed you actually what hell was like, in essence. And I loved the whole Leviathan thing and Doctor Chenard. And it's weird that you both have it in your have your choices from that <laughs> franchise in the same place. Like they both got five points. <laughs> so, so you should have picked the same one, and then it would have got ten points. <laughs> oh well, can't be. Yeah, can't be. Again, I can't really comment because I haven't seen these movies, but. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I presume oh, you're the expert, Fred. So, what do you think of that one? <laughs> of Hellbound Two, I, it's yeah, yeah, it's honestly one of the better sequels to come out in the franchise, and it kind of does what Halloween Two does, where it kind of picks up like where Ooh. the story left off from the yeah. first one. Yeah, it's it's a really plus. You have what's her name, Claire Higgins, or the lady that yeah. plays Julia. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, dude, she plays. I mean, she's great in the first one, but dude, she is such like it just empowers this villainous role. She is I love I love the line. Yeah, I love I love the line where she's uh, you know where where she says come come on take your best shot Snow White. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> she's she I'm telling you, she makes the freaking movie for sure. She is so great in that. She was great in the first one, but she just steps it up in this one. Yeah. Definitely. So and uh, what did you have next then, DK? Uh, at number fifteen, I've got Jordan Peele's Us. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. That's weird because yeah. a lot of people that I've spoken to tend to think that's his weakest film today. See, ev everybody loves Get hmm. Out, and I love Get Out. Don't I get know. me wrong, but this one struck a chord with me. I don't know if okay. it's because I just find Lupita Nyong'o absolutely stunning, but I just think that <laughs> it's 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 well written, it's well paced, it's terrifying in some places. It's got a decent twist, even though you can 
kind of see the twist coming. Uh, and the soundtrack just makes it. It's a pretty okay. original story, too. Yeah. And that last I think scene. I Jordan feels like, yeah. That final scene, it had me thinking about that for days afterwards. Okay. I, I, wonder, oh, I don't want to give it away, but that's probably my, out of the three, that's, I would, yeah, I'd probably put that in my third. That's fair yeah. enough. That's all right. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll have to watch all of the Jordan Peels at some point. I still haven't, and there's no reason for it. I just haven't got around to it yet. So, fair enough. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Nope is in one of the audience's top list as well. Nope is such a good film. It's yeah, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed Nope. I still think Get Out was just his best so far. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that's, you know. I would have watched it a third time if I could have. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> I still haven't seen the movie, but I know the reference. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. DK, what was next? Uh, next one, I've got 1979's Phantasm. Oh, oh I struggle really? to put this one on my list. I, I I don't know. It's cheap and it's tacky and it really shows its age now. But I just love it. I, I just it, it's just so batshit crazy. I couldn't leave it off the list. I agree. It is great. It's absolutely great. I mean, Angus Scream is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I and chaps I always get him and the director confused. So the director is Don Coscarelli. Coscarelli. And the yeah. Is Angus Scream, right? And I just love the fact that one of the heroes is a you know a balding ice cream salesman. <laughs> and why the heck not exactly I, I just remember loving the um the actual murder weapon in that because it was just such a cool random idea and i know it's basic and simplistic but it's just kind of like oh wow <laughs> yeah. and the fact that the um the sort of dvd and blu-ray sets you can get are actually in the, the like, yeah whole thing. So, i used to have that one i wish i'd never sold that phantasm is just such a <laughs> like i don't know it's such a unique movie in my opinion it, very unique, yeah, yeah. You have that yeah. boy, and he—it's all about like what? What is it? The boy stumbles onto like Angus Grimm and his plot with the graveyard and what he's doing with the bodies. Yeah, it's yeah. it 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 does take a turn halfway through, and you just think, what? Yeah, it's yeah. they they go to like a different world at some point in the movie. Like it's so yeah. wild, it's so <laughs> wild, it's so <laughs> it's different. Huh? Was it called Oblivion or something? That I was the that. fourth one. Yeah, the, yeah, I think that's the name of the fourth movie is Oblivion. Yeah. What it's called where they are, but it's such 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 a random movie. I don't know. It's so good though. Cool. Uh awesome. So what was next then, DK? Right. Things? Next one, it's a, it's a classic, and I think it's a classic for good reason. I'm going with Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Just uh, Anthony yeah, Perkins is just fantastic. That you know, you, uh, I just such a great serial killer. Uh, I've I, I've heard that Psycho Two is a fantastic film, but I've not seen that it one. Is. It is. It is a really good follow up. Oh, fantastic! Okay. I haven't seen it either, and now I'm really intrigued. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he comes back too. Seasons. I think it has Anthony Perkins and Meg Tilly in it, if I recall correctly. It does. Yeah, they're both awesome. amazing in it. Awesome. Oh, so I'm uh, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing you just you, you, you rightly know that uh, Psycho is just iconic. DK. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, as I say, it's a classic, and it's a classic for a reason. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. I mean, I know mean, it wasn't the first slasher movie, but effectively, it was the first. I just want to. I just want to note that you know Hitchcock had balls to do what he did with uh, Janet oh, yeah. Lee in that movie. Oh, 
Definitely. So like the yeah. first 20 minutes, and it's, that's what that's one of the best things about the movie is like the first 20 minutes up until that point with Janet Lee, and then you're just like, wait, what now? Yeah. And, and yeah. Just, then then it's like almost like the story really kicks in. Like that's yeah, that's a great. That's one. what I like about. It. I think people yeah. tend to forget that the story after the sort of big moment is for me just as good. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, yeah. And you know a film's good when they do a remake and it's just literally a shot for shot remake, so it's utterly pointless. I don't know if I've ever yeah. saw the remake. I've, it literally I've is just the same thing. Yet. Every shot no, is identical. I've, the dialogue's the same. It's it's. Uh, it's Gus Van Sant, isn't it? Yeah, Gus Van Sant. Yeah, Roman I've never been, Hitch. never been interested in watching the remake. There's no point. Like I said, you could just watch a colorized version of the original and have the same effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, what was your next one then, Deacon? Okay, my next one is kind of a horror comedy, but I, I love it. As you know, Mike, it's uh, number twelve. Is nineteen eighty-eight Waxwork. Oh, yes. right on. Spoken of that a lot. Fun movie. <laughs> yes. It's, as, yeah, as Fred says, it is so much fun. It's got a really good cast David Warner, Patrick McNee, Zach Galligan, and it's pretty much a homage to a lot of classic horror movies. And if you like crossovers, this will be right up your street. It's just fun from beginning to end. And, nice. and a surprising amount of blood, which, which I appreciate. <laughs> It's an odd sentence to say, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I also want to note this movie has a werewolf that gets hit with a chair and then just brushes, brushes, his, brushes his shoulder yeah. off like nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, oh, the werewolf sold. is uh, the werewolf is John Reese Davis. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely sold. What a yeah. ledge. And, and I, I find it hard to believe that I have a film in my top twenty that has Miles O'Keefe in it, but it is that good. <laughs> At any point, does werewolf John Rhys Davies just shout out, and you have my axe? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a bit no. before that, dude. But so, yeah. What was your final uh, sort of ten point there at number eleven? Uh, yeah, uh, just missing out on the top ten is 1982's Creep Show. Very okay. good one. I, yeah. Wasn't the Romero film that I would personally have uh, put in there? But I am right that that's Romero. Yeah, it is Romero, Stephen King, Tom Savini. Tom Atkins, Leslie Nielsen acting the villain part. Okay. Wow. And Joe Hill's at the beginning. He's the little kid. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I only found that out the other day when we watched uh, In Search of Darkness. I didn't That's know that. I found that, that too. Oh, oh, cool. You see, I love it. I love it just for the uh, Dancing Ed Harris sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what okay. you're talking about. So, yeah, DK, that was number two. Uh, 11, so you've got 10 points of a creep show. Yeah. Again, I haven't actually seen it. Just, oh, man, yeah. you've got to see that. It's brilliant. Is it one of those anthology things like Twilight Zone kind of do? It is. It is. It's really good. It's got Stephen King dealing with meteor shit. Oh, my meteor God. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> That's cool. That's fair enough. Awesome. Uh, well, I'll go if, over if, mine then because... Uh, sorry. I was going to say, if you've got a phobia about bugs... Be very wary on the last story. I actually a have a phobia bit. of bugs, and that bothered me for months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about it. Not so much general bugs, but definitely spiders. I, I one of the most traumatic experiences of my life was watching arachnophobia. <laughs> Hated oh. that movie. Well, this oh. is this is roaches. If you don't like roaches, <laughs> God, I hate roaches. <laughs> you got Tori there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, awesome, cool. Uh, well, again, you've picked almost like a book about what seven or eight films that nobody else has. So this list's 
taking weird shape already. Um, <laughs> but I'll go over my number 20 to 11 of mostly films that aren't on anyone else's list. Unless they're in the top 10, you never know. Um, so, yeah, my number 20 film uh, was the original Saw. Uh, it's the, the only Saw movie in the franchise that's on my list. And I do like the first two. I will say, but I do think it kind of got ridiculous after that point to the yeah. point that now we're in like the tenth sequel or something stupid, and it's it's very much uh, beating a dead horse at this point with that same old formula. It's another Weirdly one, enough, yeah. is it? this was my number twenty-one. It just missed out. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, sorry, Tori. You, what were you saying? <laughs> I just said I need to revisit that one. It's been so long since I've seen it. It's a it's a revelation, and it's quite tame in comparison to some of the others. In the in the have you seen show. them all? I've seen them all, but like I said, I think it just gets more and more ridiculous as you go on. Um, also, I, I mean, I, en I enjoy them all for what they are. I enjoy Jigsaw. I haven't seen Spiral yet, actually, so I shouldn't. Uh, I haven't seen any past the third one, except for the book, the Book of Saul Spiral one. Yeah, that's fair. Enough. I've, that's only, seen, I've only seen the first three and then the Spiral one. Isn't it around it's the just... third or fourth that they all start kind of overlapping the plot lines? Yeah, it just gets it gets really weird. But effectively, they're all just an exercise in how to make the most grotesque sort of challenge. Yeah, the, kill, the third kill. one, at, the third one at the end, like the twist, I don't recall it, but that's where I kind of just started like, okay, this is kind of getting silly. Like, I think that they started yeah. doing that overlapping thing you're talking about. Oh, they're all like that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, spoiler alert, they kill off the actual main villain in the third movie. And yet there's 10 movies or something after that. goes. Yeah, I remember him <laughs> dying. John Kramer actually like officially dying yeah. in the third one. But then they started pumping them out. And I was like, what's going on? Like, what? It's, it's so weird. It's like he's got like 20 copycat killers or something. So again, it just gets stupid. They really yeah. should have just let it be. But I yeah. love the first two. I, Even though a lot of people don't like the second one, I personally like what they did with the, the plot and the idea of it being almost like Dude, the, the second one's fun, dude. I like the yeah. second one. It's good. I just remember Needles and that's it. Yeah, yeah that's I, I like what's the what's the cop in that? Um the main Donnie cop. Wahlberg. Yeah, the Wahlberg dude. I like him. He's like yeah. super just oh, angry. I know that. And then the big twist at the end of the reveal is just yep. kind of heartbreaking. You're like, oh, he literally just had to do what he said, and his son yeah. would have been in a safe place. Absolutely. Oh man, that's great. I, I don't know if any any I know you're not Mike. I don't know if uh, you two guys are gamers, but the the Saw game on the PlayStation was pretty damn good. No, I didn't even know they had a Saw game to be Neither honest. Did I. <laughs> yeah, it's the the second one's terrible, but the the first one is really good. I had no idea. No, but um, yeah, again, I I should have specified before I start my list that again, there's no reason for this. It was just my own personal thing that I decided that. I was just going to have one film per franchise um, because it, otherwise it would get bogged down in sequels and stuff. Uh, but I will mention, like in, in, for example, Saw is kind of a shared Saw 1 and 2. I like them both, but if I have to pick one, it's the first one for doing what it did and, and kind of breaking ground like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I tried not to have just, like I said, more than one thing per franchise. And I don't think I've got more than one or two per director, but... Again, there's no reason. We, there's no strict rule against it. It was just what I chose to do. So. I think I have a few from a franchise. I have. Mm. I think I have two. Yeah, two so or so. Fine. We'll see. Fair enough. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, my number 19 then um, is, again, a very recent movie. Uh, it's Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho, which I Oh, love. I never saw oh. that. I mean to see that. That is an so, amazing film. I'm kicking myself so that I forgot to put it on the list. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, was not, I was not expecting it to even be a horror film, and yet it's such a cool throwback to the kind of psychological 
uh, horrors of the, I guess, what, 70s, 80s type yeah. era. Um, and it's got a it's it's got a touch of the Italian giallo about it at times, which I also appreciate because I like them. Um, and it's just brilliant. It's brilliantly acted. Again, brilliant surprise twists at the end, which I won't ruin. And just Edgar Wright, man, he's possibly my favorite working filmmaker, yet to make a bad movie. Some casting choices are questionable. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I just love uh, all of his stuff. But Last Night in Soho in particular, if you'd never watched it or if you thought, because the trailers didn't really give you a lot to go off if you weren't sure based on that. No. Give it a go. Uh, give the film a watch, and uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'll have to check that out sometime. <laughs> For sure, yeah, definitely. Um, so have you seen it, Tori, at all? No, I haven't, actually. Yeah. I've seen the trailer, but like like you said, it didn't really give off anything. But yeah. I actually have it on my watch list on Letterboxd. I've seen it streaming on, I think, hbo max and like I, i'm always like about to watch it but then i always choose something else but i definitely need to check it out because i've heard a lot of good things about it for sure i, I think some of it might be curiously british but then again not anywhere near as bad as ghost watching <laughs> friend love that's who does um, awesome yeah i'm glad you liked it as well dk actually <laughs> yeah i've never spoken to you about this movie but it's always good to know that there's uh yeah something in yeah. common there. It was a complete surprise. I mean, me and me and you yeah. know uh, Kelly watched it, and we were both blown away by it. Yeah, I just loved it so much. I was obsessed for with the soundtrack and everything for days. But then again, I'm like that with most Edgar Wright films as well. So, mm. <laughs> uh, my number eighteen then is another recent movie. It is 2020's The Invisible Man, which I cannot recommend enough, but also can't really talk too much about because it would be kind of spoilery. Um, Suffice to say, if you think you know the story, you don't. Uh, It is very timely. It's very of the time. It is, whilst I would definitely say it's a horror movie, it feels very sort of head on with the idea of um, mental abuse and gaslighting and such, and using the sort of the invisible man, as it were, as, as a nice uh, crooks to get into exploring all that um it's a stunning lead performance by elizabeth moss who just you know if genre films got awards it was probably oscar worthy in my opinion but they don't so unfortunately that didn't happen um but yeah i just remember that was my favorite movie of 2020 and i gave it like five stars all around and just absolutely adored it it's so clever it does really cool, cool stuff and yeah again a, a sort of twist at the end which makes it a different movie than you were thinking but it's so good um yeah. i'm guessing by the silence i'm the only one that's seen no, it. no i'm waiting i'm waiting for you to finish dude i absolutely oh, was okay. blown away by this movie that's also awesome. directed by uh lee Wanell, who wrote yes right saw and yep. uh i forgot what other movie he did oh upgrade he did the one with the Which, dummy but i forget what it's called no oh, dead silence I, i'm a fan i'm a fan of yeah. cheesy fucking movies like that but no <laughs> i was blown away by how great the invisible man was it was a really good at reimagining it it took it and like just modernized it in such a creative way because i yeah i love the original invisible man so i've never seen this but it's on my watch list is it like the same or different or it's it's entirely different it's nothing like the original. i would still say there is a mad scientist in the movie yeah i would definitely still say it still has a mad scientist sort of in the movie just modernized in the way with technology yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but I could say you could probably make an argument that the two films are different genres, basically. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. Because because um, what you said about the the sort of gaslighting thing—that's very, that's like one of the main themes in the movie for sure—is the yeah, psychological abuse, mental abuse somebody gets put through. 
yeah, yeah check it out Tori. really great really great to reimagine awesome. anybody listening yeah. check it out I'm definitely yeah. putting it on my watch list it's so good i, I think it is. Mm-hmm. It enough. awesome agree uh, with you on MVP. all levels <laughs> awesome i don't know what it's and you all have there we go <laughs> awesome. um number my number 17 we've already talked about it's the original 1978 dawn of the dead uh, which is to say i don't like the 2004 version it's good but Something about that original George Romero version, like I said, the Savini effects are just stunning. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is a good movie as well, but seeing them in color and how kind of, again, imaginative and gory in the sort of best way, I guess, uh, the film got. But what really wins me over is the absolute fact that it is just a satire on corporate culture and capitalism and everything. And even I think when I first saw this, I was probably way too young to pick up on that and still did. Got the picture of like, oh, I get it. We're all zombies who march onto the mall if we have no other higher brain functions because we're so used to it and like i get what you're saying here but yeah i mean even aside from that the set pieces the effects and stuff i just absolutely love it so yeah don't you know i actually it. like it better than the 2004 one too oh yeah definitely i like it more yeah. i don't dislike the 2004 but i still oh, think I the love original it is the better movie yeah 100 percent but uh it's just it's George Romero doing zombies at the end of the I'm day. Sure the fast zombies, so <laughs> yeah, fast zombies don't really. It's, there's something wrong about it, isn't it? Really? But, See, yeah. and I saw the remake before I ever saw the original. So for Same. me, I enjoy the remake a little bit more than the original. Oh, okay. But I, of all of them, I really enjoyed Day of the Dead. Oh yeah, mm. that's a good one. I think that's Day of the Dead was a surprise because it's such a different movie. Yeah, like, we've talked about my number sixteen. It's Psycho. Uh, as well. um, <laughs> awesome. the uh, again you can't fault the little things the musical score became rightly iconic the absolute staging of the scenes Hitchcock was you know a master director I'm, I don't think that's a controversial view at this point uh, the, the acting the great as you already mentioned Fred the absolute balls of saying this is our lead star now we're going to kill her off like not even halfway yeah, through the movie. can't imagine what that must have been like back then Oh, definitely. I mean, Scream does something very similar, I would uh, say. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. was around then. Um, that tries true. to repeat the trick, but it's not quite as effective as, as what Psycho does. And uh, yeah, it's just really good. Like I said, it's it was one of those films that the first time I sat down to watch it, I was like, I bet this is going to be one of those films that has a couple of moments that have become iconic and the rest of it really isn't that good. But nope, it really is just yeah. good all the way through. That's so, That's how it got me as well. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, can't fault cycle. Um, so my number 15 movie uh, is the 1980 uh, Stanley Kubrick, The Shining. I did think I probably had it a bit low, and I do like the movie a lot, but it was just one of those things where I was like, because I know Stephen King doesn't like it, and because I love the book, I'm like, is it? Oh, I'm, I'm wrestling with how And I don't really love the ending, to be fair, of the movie either, um, even though I know a lot of people do, but. It's definitely, it deserves a place on my list for just atmosphere and, again, well-staged sequences, acting for the most part, and just, yeah. I didn't realize, I didn't know until last week that there's an extended version with, like, half an hour more footage than I've ever seen, and I found it available on 4K, and it has been ordered, and I now cannot wait to watch the extended version. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm so excited to see what uh, what that's going to show me. And I will say it as well, since I'm talking about sequels and stuff, Doctor Sleep is another movie that was very nearly on my list. It's exceptionally it's good. It's so good. And, yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Good and film. I will say that's a vast improvement on the book, which I just didn't care for <laughs> at all. So, yeah. 
awesome. Yeah. Any thoughts on those then, guys? Actually, very surprised at how great Doctor Sleep was. I didn't read any of the novels or anything, so just basing mm. it all off the story. But Doctor Sleep is that opener with uh, Rose the Hat and the little girl just mm-hmm. sets uh, just sets it all up for you how just dark that movie's going to be, and it really yeah. was. That scene where they where they kidnap that kid. That the, ba- is, the baseball oh, that one, yeah, that's yeah, very that hard is, to watch. That is what gnarly, dude. It's like a bunch uh, of crackheads, like feeding. <laughs> it's crazy. And they go back to the hotel at the end. It's great. Yeah, that was a really good part. I really enjoyed it at the end too. When uh, you have his son going back, Danny. Yeah, I will say as well the absolute the the makeup effects job they do on Henry Thomas from ET to make him look exactly like Jack Nicholson from The Shining. That's was... what that was. Yeah, I was amazed. I was like, hmm. they've done CGI or something here, or they've got an actor that looks very like him. Nope. I thought it was Henry CGI. Thomas. Yeah. I've got, to, know, it's, uh, I've got so to give cool. him props for uh, marrying the two versions yes. of The Shining together yep. and coming away mm-hmm. with such a good sequel. Yeah, for sure. And Mike Flanagan, again, um, I couldn't put them on the list because they're TV shows, but if you haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House and what's the other one based on the turning? Bly Manor. The Honey of Blind Manor, yeah, that's the one. Uh, both of those, again, outstanding 10 out of 10 stuff. Definitely. I haven't seen Blind Manor. I, I, I actually preferred Blind Manor to uh, Hill House. I think, mm. I think I did as well. Narratively. Yeah. I think I did yeah, as well. Midnight so. Mass was great too. I still haven't watched I haven't it. Seen and I, I've seen that one. Now got, um, oh, I haven't seen only eight episodes. They've also He's just got, got out the Midnight Club. Midnight Club, yeah. Yeah. Done, yeah. That's all uh, yeah, I don't even. I see people talking about that. I don't even know what that is. It's Mike Flanagan, that's all I need to know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I do yeah. know is Mike Flanagan's new show. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, right, so uh, my number 14 is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, from 1976. Again, one of, those, uh, one of those films that I like the remake, fine. Um, it's, it's good. I own both. But the original is just something special for me. It was just one of those films you watch and you think, wow, how did they think to create this in a world that didn't have it? It's so weird and and jarring at times in the best way and again the stuff they got away with and and were not afraid to kind of push that boundary uh toby hooper as the director was just outstanding and like i said for me i think it adds an extra chill factor that it is kind of based on real crimes because you just want to think like there's nobody this sadistic and weird and yeah sadly there was you know but <laughs> yeah i will say though the uh, the reason it's not much higher is because the last half an hour um, of just the final girl just screeching directly at you for the odd minutes is just a lot to take. So <laughs> that knocks it down a quick point. But yeah, the rest of it's so good. And um, what's his name? Gunnar Hansen, Leatherface. Oh, talk about doing a, a lot with so little. He doesn't even speak. And yet he's brilliant in that movie. So, awesome. Everything about that movie is just top notch. I love it. I love it. Um, what about you, DK? Is it coming up later? It's not coming up for me. Uh, to be honest, I'll be completely candid here. I've still never seen it. Oh, wow. you really should. Oh, you definitely should. Give it a go. Um, it's fantastic. I'm never going to judge anybody for having blindsides, though, because there's a lot I haven't seen. But I definitely do recommend watching it, DK. But yeah, it's on, you, uh, it's on my list. Have a strong stomach, because it's surprising what it gets away with at times. It could uh, be a dirty movie, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Especially when the whole family's together and the, the girls with them. Oh man, it just starts getting really crazy with the grandpa. Just like, oh, so creepy though, and so just like, what is happening? Plus, yeah. the, the camera angle is just like zooming in on the eyes, and just like, oh mm-hmm. man, so unsettling. It's like a really awesome. bad trip. It is kind of yeah. 
I will tell you this quick story that um, I used to work in a cinema and one Halloween they decided that they were going to do like an overnight um, horror binge for like to celebrate the Halloween season. And the four movies they put on for us to watch were Ring, the Japanese original, um, the original Friday the 13th, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Evil Dead. And because it was like it started at, say, 10 o'clock at night and then went on till seven in the morning. So naturally, I fell asleep like partway through and I woke up to that last scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> whilst half asleep and groggy and was just like, ah, oh, this is even weirder than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, freaky stuff. Damn, that's <laughs> awesome they did that at the theater, though. Oh, it was so good. We were all in fancy dress. I had my full-on Scream costume and mask and wow. people were dressed as Sadako nice. and various other Michael Myers and such. It was so good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't recommend trying to think as bravely as I did. Like, I'll be up watching all these movies. It'll be no problem. And then just immediately yeah. fall asleep and miss half <laughs> at least one of them. Because, yeah, you can't do it. Your body will just give up, especially if you're sitting in a comfortable, very dark room. <laughs> awesome. Uh, my next one on my list, uh, again, which might be a bit low for some people, is the original A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Um, okay. I, I mentioned oh, that the... I got to put that one <laughs> Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Imaginative, brilliant effects. Wes Craven is a master. Robert England is Freddy Krueger. Um, no offense to Jackie O'Healy, but it's just not the same. And I just, yeah, again, it's, I'm repeating myself, but just how imaginative and crazy and the actual interpretation of dreams and some of the weird set pieces do just literally seem like nightmares. And yeah, so cool. Um, Man, that that scene where uh, that girl is just like being dragged up in her room, up on the hmm. walls, and everything. I just rewatched the first seven movies. Actually, I just oh, some of them were some of my first time watches, like pretty much from four and up, like my first time watches. Okay, but I, yeah, I'm in just, the same boat as you because I've got the box set and I've tried to work my way through, but I also haven't seen anything after. Well, I've seen, I haven't seen four, five, or six, but I have seen one to three. New Nightmare right. Freddy vs Jason yeah. and the remake. So weirdly, it's just a bizarre blind spot. No, yeah, I just I just blowing through them, so I just finished off New Nightmare, which was way different. It was, oh man, it. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if I love it or if I just, I don't know. It's such a different movie, but yeah, no, the first one is just absolutely great. Just so many iconic moments in that. Yeah, yeah. New Nightmare was. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I do fully acknowledge that we wouldn't have Scream without New Nightmare. So yeah, no, I definitely see like pre-Scream vibes with the whole like meta and the movie within the movie and all that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, my number 12 has already been mentioned. It is Evil Dead 2, uh, which I just love. Uh, I Again, I like the first two Evil Dead films. Not a fan of the third. I know, controversial. Um, and I like the remake. But for me, yeah, 2 just does... It, the reason it's better than 1, in my opinion, is that 2 has the absolute balls to think, let's lean into the ridiculousness, let's play up the comedy and the slapstick part instead of just going for sheer horror and terror. And I think that plays into the somewhat basic nature of the effects and stuff if we watch them with a, a modern eye. So it really, and and I mean, it just plays up Bruce Campbell's strengths because if you have a man who's that good at sort of comedic timing and slapstick and stuff, why wouldn't you make the most of it? So yeah, um, I absolutely love it. I love that it's just quirky, silly fun and, you know, any film which has a, a guy cutting off his hand and then pinning it Laughing. down like the book of farewell to arms. It's just genius in my book. And I'm one of the I'm one of the people that just prefer the first one over the second one. Like I'm not too big of a fan. I don't like to re like I wouldn't care to rewatch the second one too much. 
Over I can the, understand that if you're more into sort of serious horror. Like I said, the first one I do like a lot. And the first one is way more of a serious like horror movie. Um, yeah. yeah. I can definitely see that why you would prefer that. And I, I don't dislike part two. I'm not trying to say like, oh, I hate that movie. No, 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 no. But it just like a preference. I, I could rewatch the yeah, first definitely. one over the second one for sure. Yeah. I definitely see that. And I could watch either one, but like I said, it's just a preference thing. It's Elvis and the Beatles, I think, isn't it? Really? Where you know <laughs> yeah. they're both good, but you're gonna prefer one over the other, aren't you? So awesome. Um and my number eleven, finally, then for now for me, uh, is an absolute stone cold classic, and it is Nosferatu. Which oh wow, I just <laughs> I adore because again, I did I don't know if uh, if it's common knowledge about me, but I actually have a film studies degree. So I did study film at university. And when we did the sort of section on classic horror and particularly German expressionism, yes, I liked Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and all that. But then when I saw Nosferatu, I was like, this film is next level good. It's truly iconic. It's amazing how much from that movie we just know by proxy or by like filtering it through our cultural experience. It is the most atmospheric film. It has the best makeup. It's again, it's very well acted to the point that they had to make a whole other movie later about how the actor who plays the, the sort of villainous lead got too into character. In the shadow <laughs> of the vampire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the uh, the Willem Dafoe movie, which again, good. Especially yeah, a good like watch along with Nosferatu if you happen to. Did you like the movie. the other Nosferatu they did? I forgot what's his name. Werner Herzog. What's his name? I. It was fine, but it just didn't. It didn't quite have the emotional punch and the impact for me. Okay. Um, if you know, I wouldn't say it was a bad movie by any means. But if you're gonna watch one, like I said, there was something very special about that first German uh, F.W. Murnau version. And like I said, it's it's it definitely the uh, it's definitely the oldest film on my list because it's from 1920 something. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I really like that film too, dude. I watched yeah. it. I think it was in the last few years. I watched it for the first time. It's awesome. And I, I love. Sorry, Tori, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, I love the name Count Orlock. I was just going to say, I think it's like a lot cooler sounding than Dracula, but that just might be me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's a good point, but yeah. I did kind of, I was confused by that because I didn't realize when they first played the movie that it is just Dracula adapted for one of the first times. And I like that book as well, but then it became quite apparent that it was. And then as you say, I was just like, well, they, they made him look so much scarier, like the iconic Nosferatu vampire that we, again, are used to just from culture now um, is so much scarier than the sexy dude with just bad teeth, you know? <laughs> so, well, he's like uh, a predator almost in, in Nosferatu, yeah. just like a straight predator. I mean, it, it really plays with the whole he's part bat idea and, and ran with it, and yeah, now that's why we have a I like when he's looking at the picture of the wife and she's like, she has a lovely neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, uh, this, this is a weird-ass cool dude. Statement. So creepy the way he looks, he just stares at him, just stares at you, and just ugh. yeah, again, that's one of the things, isn't it? Because because it's a silent movie, it has to do so much with little looks and kind of like I said, playing mm -hmm. in darkness and shadows and stuff. And absolute masterwork, fully recommend if, if nobody's ever seen it. It's not even that long, so give it a watch if you can. No, um, it's really not that long, I don't think less than an hour, I think. Yeah, oh, like maybe yeah, it's like 49 minutes or something mm -hmm. like that, but yeah, worth a look. DK, you're very quiet. Have you not seen it? I've I saw it some years ago. So other than the iconic imagery, where you see, what you see plastered over it, I don't think I can really remember much of it. I I really need to give this one a rewatch. Did you picture the guys from the Fast Show when you watched it? <laughs> monster, monster. <laughs> 
that again, that's a joke purely for the British members of yes. the audience. But yeah, awesome, cool. But I will, so I will say, it does refer me back to uh, a nice little sketch in Waxwork too, with uh, Drew Barrymore in that for uh, Nosferatu. So. You're now name checking Waxwork too? Yes, yes, I have to. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It's the, yeah. it's the only way it'll ever be mentioned in a top 10. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't even know the first one existed till you mentioned it to me. <laughs> and we'll leave it there for today. Uh, come back and join us on Halloween night itself for the second and concluding part of this best top 10 horror films special. Uh, what can they expect, DK? <laughs> uh, more horror more weirdness more good chat so yeah come back join us yes indeed and uh, yeah that will be on actual halloween night itself uh, do bear that in mind and make a note if necessary because it's not our usual night but uh, yes hopefully we will uh, keep you entertained with all things spooky and uh, in the meantime remember in the epic words of arnold we'll be back You have been listening to the Silver Screen Podcast, hosted by Michael Wilson and DK. Created, produced, and edited by Michael Wilson. Behind the scenes sections and additional material produced by DK. Music by Timeless Journey. More information can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash timeless journey. Follow the podcast on Twitter at podcast underscore screen, on Instagram at Silver Screen Podcast, or look for the Silver Screen Podcast under Facebook groups. Links to all our social media accounts and more are in this episode's description. This podcast is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Silver Screen, Hit or Miss Star Trek. This has been a Mike's Podcast Production, copyright 2022. Thank you for listening.